Welcome to Heartland Church. It is our prayer that as you listen to the following message, you would experience the heart of God for your life. For more information about our ministry and available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Now, let's join this week's service already in progress. I want to speak out of uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 21. And uh, I want to talk about a topic I've entitled, Out with the Norm, In with the Fire. Let me say that one more time. I want to talk today about the topic entitled, Out with the Norm, In with the Fire. And if everybody goes to John chapter 21, um, I just want to speak about this, this passage here. This passage has been just brewing in my heart uh, since... Uh, Early, uh, late last year, and really just has been intensifying this year. And um, I think it's a message for the church um, at large. And um, there's some things that we have to step out of to step into new things. And so the Gospel of John chapter 21, I'm just going to read it, we'll pray, and then we'll get into, into the message. And the Gospel, 20, uh, John 21, says this. After these things, Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And he manifested himself in, in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Canaan in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and the two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to, they said to him, we will also come with you. They went out and got into the boat, and at night they caught nothing. But when the day was breaking, Jesus stood at the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, children, you do not have any fish, do you? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right hand side of the boat, and you will find a catch. So they cast and then they were not able to haul it because of how great the number of fish. Therefore, the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. That's good, ain't it? It is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garments on, for he was stripped from work and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards dragging the net full of fish. So when they got out in, on land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid and the fish placed on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now, have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of large fish and 153. And although there was so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now the disciples ventured to question him. Who are you? The, uh, not, none of the disciples ventured to question him. Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. And Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. This was now the third time that Jesus 
was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. You thank you, we thank you, Lord, that you have allowed for us to be in this place to lift up the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus, at which name all knees shall bow down one day and declare that you are Lord. And right now, Lord, we are just declaring that you are our Lord. You are our King. And we just bless your holy name. And right now, we just lift up um, Pastor Dave, Christopher, and the team, uh, Roger, in Panama. And we just release, Lord, a blessing upon them there. Lord, let the fire of, of your presence burn through that place, Lord. And every heart be touched and transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus. And we just welcome your presence, Lord, in this place. And, Lord, let your spirit speak what my words can't say in Jesus' name. Amen. Er, uh, late last year, in, the, in about the month of, of, I don't know, it was uh, October, September, October, I was, uh, I, I was just feeling from the Lord that the Lord was just doing an amazing thing. He was preparing something um, that he, he was preparing my heart, like just... Uh, Letting me know that there, he was preparing me to receive something I had never received before. And um, it, it was a few months where I just kept feeling that something was going to happen. Something, you know, there's just an, an intensifying sense, a spiritual sense in my life that I just felt that God was about to release something in, in, in my life. And I just didn't know what it was. And I remember um, it was a regional service. It was in the month of November. It was probably the last regional, was November the last regional service that we had about, about that time? And I'm, I remember I was standing right here, and Pastor Christopher came, and he put, laid his hands on me, and he just began to pray over my life. And as soon as he laid his hands, I remember that I got hit with the power of God, and I... I don't know what happened, but a few minutes later, I, I came out of, of, of the, the touch of the Lord there. And I knew that the Lord had deposited something in my spirit. Didn't know what it was. So, you know, with time, I just, I just, I just left that night and I just, I just said, God, I know that you placed something in me. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go after it. I need to know what this is that you've, you've placed in, in, in me. Um, and, and those, those months just led me and, you know, Pastor Dave, you know, he's, he's taught us, he's a powerful principle about asking, seeking and knocking, you know, some things we can ask for and we'll receive just, we just ask and we'll receive it. Other things, you know, we have to seek them out and if we seek, we'll find, but it, 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 it requires of us something to go after it that we have to, we have to go after what, what what we're looking for, what we're seeking for. And then the third thing is that some things are so valuable to, to the Lord that he's not going to just release it to anybody. That's going to require of you a tenacity to be knocking and that you can't reach or you can't tap into. He and he alone can open the door for you to receive what's behind that door because it's so valuable. And in, the, in that process of you going after, he's preparing your heart, your life to be able to obtain what he's willing and wanting to release to you. And it's not that he doesn't want to. It's that our hearts sometimes aren't ready to receive what he has for us. But in the process of going after something, there's a preparation to receive what he has for us. And so... I believe that in those months, he was just preparing me 
and, and, and just to receive what he had for me. So I was going after it. I was, I was asking. I was seeking. I was knocking. I would get up early in the morning and just go, God, I know that you have something for me. I know you deposited. I don't know what it is, but it's there. And I just need you to reveal it to me. And I remember one morning, I was, uh, it was probably during the 21-day fast. And I love the 21-day fast. I don't love it when I'm going through it, but I'm loving what is happening in it. And, uh, and I remember in, in, those, in that 21-day fast, I was, I was just doing my, 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 my morning reading, and I came across this passage here. And as soon as I started reading into it, I knew that what I was going after was right here in this passage. And so I began to just devour this passage. I just stayed in this passage for months on end. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. But you know what? That while I was going after this, in the month of April, I was so blessed. My wife and I were so blessed to go to Israel with some amazing people, with Steve and Kareen, and just... We, were, we went there, and I remember one of the highlights of that trip. There were so many, but one of the highlights is standing in the place this happened. And I remember standing on, the, on that bank and looking out into the ocean. And mind you that this passage has been just in me, just being ingrained, just being devoured by my spirit. And I'm standing in that, in that in that bank shore, looking into the sea of Tiberias and just closing my eyes. And I, I remember feeling the breeze of, 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 the, of the sea. Just, and I just felt the presence of God just coming, just coming. And I was just standing there just saying, Lord, this is where all that happened. And I heard the, wor- the words of the Lord just say to me, I want you to trust me when you can't trace me. And there's sometimes in our lives where we have to trust him when we can't trace him. And that's exactly what was happening in this passage. We see that the disciples, that Jesus had walked with the disciples for three and a half years. And they had walked with him. And they had seen him move mightily and powerfully and and see the supernatural come alive before them. But in this time, he had departed earth by the way of the cross. And now, things have shifted. And now they found themselves walking without him. And there's a a, a period of time, about 40 days, where he would appear and disappear from their presence. One day, they would be in in, in an upper room, and he would come walking through the wall. And then, boom, he'd be gone. Another time, they'd be walking on a path to Emmaus. And then he would just appear and just begin to walk with them, just begin to converse with them. Other times, he would just show up on the bank shore and just begin to speak to them. But he was teaching them something. That he was as much present with them in his visibility as he was in his invisibility. That he was with them when he was present and when he was not present. And that is a lesson that we must learn, church. That he is with us 
when we can definitely know that he's on before us and he's working through us and he's working on our behalf. But there's times in our lives when we will not sense his presence. But I want you to know this morning that he is there. He is invested. He is with you and he will not leave you nor forsake you. And that's a lesson that we must understand that we have to trust him when we can't trace him. Because that's where true communion lies. True intimacy lies. Not only when you have the favor of God moving on your behalf. But when everything's gone haywire. And when everything's crazy. He has not left you. He has not forsaken. He's right there with you. And we have to learn to see him when we can't see him. And I just want to, this morning, just break off blinders, scales off our eyes and just say, hey, God is right there with you. He is right where you're at, right where you find yourself. No matter what the situation is, he is right there with you. And that was the lesson that Jesus was teaching his disciples in this 40-day period where he would just appear and disappear. That he was much present with them. When they seen him as he was when they didn't see him. And so we see this aspect of this. And um, as we get into the, the passage here, I'm just going to go verse by verse. And I just want to extract a few, few truths here this morning that we can bank on. And we'll start just by going through... Chapter, uh, chapter 21, verse 1. He said, After these things, Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples of the Sea of Tiberias. And he manifested himself in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee and the sons of Sibidee and the two others of his disciples were together. And, you know, the disciples in this period of time, they, they found themselves in, in, in the time where they had made plans to live a life with Jesus. Although Jesus had warned them and prepared them, saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm not always going to be with you. I'm going to the cross. I've come here to fulfill the purpose. I'm, I've come here to die on behalf of the world. And my life will be, you know, it's not going to be taken. It's, I'm going to give it in ransom of many. So he was preparing them, but... It's like the, the conversations that he had with them, they were just so caught up on being one with them when he was physically present with them that they didn't pay too much attention to his words preparing them when he was get, going to leave. And so at the moment that he dies on the cross, and I, we, we can't blame the disciples, their plans were dashed. The plans of, of living this life with, it, with him, walking the, the face of the earth and just doing some amazing things for, his, for, for him in his presence. Now that he's gone, now the question is, now what are we going to do? Because we, we see that, that the disciples here, you know, after he dies and he's appearing and disappearing. And now they're saying, oh, oh now what are we going to do? What, what's our life going to be like? How are we going to live this supernatural life 
without him physically being with us? That was the true question. After you've experienced supernatural, how can we go back to live a normal life? Because they thought that the supernatural life was, was because he was physically there with them. And so there's these plans, these, 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 these doubts begin to arise in the life of the disciples saying, what are we going to do now? And, and I, I, I'm, I'm here to, to say that this morning that, you know, these disciples came to that, that point in their lives where we're going to say, how are we going to live this life now that he's gone? And they find themselves in that place. So what do they do? Well, verse 3 tells us, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Some of you say, amen. (laughs) Be like, that's what I would have done. Right? (laughs) But really, what what was Peter going back to? Peter was going back to what he was used to. Peter was going back to his normal life. Now, scholars might say, hey, you know, he went, he's going back fishing because that's where he first encountered Jesus. But I'm of, 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 the, of the thought that he went back because he didn't know nothing else to do. Now that he's gone, what are we going to do? I got to go back to living my life. So he goes back to normal. And that's what many of us do. When we have the plans of God and when God has put dreams and visions and prophetic words over our lives and we don't see them come to pass and and when we don't sense that he's present with us, our default is usually going back to normal. It's going back to what we're used to. What is normal? Good question, right? What is normal? Well, my definition for normal is normal is living a life without the supernatural power of God. And we've all been there. Hey, I'm telling you, this, this message is first preached to me than anybody else. You know, it's easy to come back to a place of just living life normal without seeing the supernatural power of God when God has called us. How can we be reading an extraordinary book about an extraordinary God and living normal? I'm here to shake the church a little bit this morning. God has called us above that. We cannot settle for normal life. There's a higher calling upon our lives. Supernatural power is the things that happen outside human limitations under the direction of the word of God. Supernatural power is not always healing the sick. It includes that, but it doesn't always look like that or raising dead or, you know, all of that. Some supernatural life is just hearing what he's saying and living it. That's supernatural. 
Because we're outside of human limitations. We're outside of what we know as normal. Peter went back to normal. How many have ever felt, I'm just living a normal life? I'm the only one here then, I guess. <laughs> just getting up, going to work, coming home, day in and day out. That's what it is. But I believe that there is a time coming right now where God is calling us to a supernatural lifestyle. Man, the words that Pastor Dave has been preaching, God is preparing the hearts for this lifestyle. And it's coming for those that want it. He's wanting to release the supernatural life that he intended us to live. This is the time. Church, this is the time. I cannot settle anymore for normal life. Man, since this message, this year, I've been just in tuning my ears to what the Lord is saying. It doesn't have to be raising the dead. I believe that that's coming, but it just begins by a still voice, just hearing what he's saying and being courageous and bold enough to stepping out and doing it. Peter goes back to normal. And Simon Peter said, hey, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, hey, you're living normal. I'm coming right after you. <laughs> normal lifestyle is an easy lifestyle. Normal lifestyle, you will always have followers. You always have, you have, have your followers to live in this normal life because it doesn't require you of you to step out and be like stepping out into the uncomfortable, risk-taking, doing things just like, man, I just, I just feel that I have to do, but normal will keep you back. And then we start putting all these, these, these excuses of why we didn't do it. And you guys all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 the rest of the disciples, we're coming with you. But they went out and, caught, and got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. See, normal. Normal will always stagnate you. You know, sometimes things, you know, in normal lifestyle, just things just don't work out. Things will never satisfy you. You know, if anything else, you know, Peter, um, I mean, he, he knew, he, he was what we could consider a professional fisherman. Scholars say that Peter was a fourth generation fisherman. You know, that this, 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 this occupation 
of fishing was, was in his bloodline for, for four generations, that it was passed on from one generation to the next. He knew what fishing was all about. If anything, he could have been successful by experience only. You know, professional, an amateur fisherman is right here. You know, I, you know, I go fishing and, you know, people laugh at me because I say, where's the rubber gloves so I can get the fish off the hook, you know. <laughs> Professional fishermen, we got Steve here, you know, and we, and we got Bill and Bruce and, you know, these professional fishermen that they know how to catch fish even when they're not biting. Me, I'm, five minutes, I'm done, you know, I'm, you know, and I don't have, I don't even have a pole, so you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, professional fishermen, they know, you know, what to do when, when fish ain't biting. And that's the distinguishing factor of, of, of a professional. They know how to do it when nobody else knows what to do. Peter, in just experience of loan, should have been successful. But sometimes, you know, it's the grace of God that doesn't allow for things to succeed in normal life. Some, you know, it's not just the grace of God that saves you. Sometimes the grace of God looks like it's not, he won't let success to happen in normalcy. So you're wondering why sometimes things ain't working out in our lives. And I'm, I'm, hey, I'm telling you, sometimes we wonder why things ain't working out. The question is, are you living normal? Then verse 4 says, But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach. Ain't Jesus good? He stood in the beach. Man, I was just, I was standing there. I was like, man, what did Jesus see? As he looked out into the shore. And it says, you know, scripture tells us that they weren't too far away from the shore. But Jesus stood on the bank and just looked out, and he's seen these, his sons. Just looked out, out onto them and said, oh, my sons. Doesn't give up on them. Doesn't say, man, why did you go back to that? Why did you go back to your, what you're used to? I've called you for Supernatural. You've lived it. You've seen it. That's what you were made for. You were made for the supernatural of God. And he sees, he sees them and he asks a question. Isn't Jesus good? He just asks the question. He says, have you any fish? The true translation to that question is not, do you have any fish? Some versions put it do you have any food but the the real translation i think king james is the one that really puts it in in, in the original language is he asked do you have any meat and as i was as i read this and i studied this it takes me back to john 4 where he jesus is at a well with this Woman, a Samaritan woman, an adulterous woman, that in with one conversation, he turns this adulterous woman into an evangelist, that this woman brings the whole city to him. 
in one conversation. Doesn't know the Roman road, doesn't know the, the plan of salvation, doesn't know if she's uh, 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 Arminianism or if, if she is Calvinist. She doesn't know the five spiritual laws. She doesn't know none of that. She, all she knows is I met a man that is like no other man that I've met that he spoke words of life into me. He told me all that she says, I perceive you're a prophet. <laughs> oh, girl, if you only knew who was talking to you. And she, they, because, you know, they had come, he had been walking with the disciples from, from Judea all the way into Galilee, and they had gone days, and he was thirsty, and the, the, the disciples left to go get some meat. And during their, 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 their departure, he's having this conversation with, with this woman. And the disciples come back and say, hey, Jesus, they were surprised that he was talking to a woman, a Samaritan, and that he had told, spoken truth and he was teaching her, a woman. And they were surprised, but they, the scripture says that they say nothing. But then they get into the discourse and, and, and they're talking and, and the disciples tell, tell Jesus, Jesus, eat, we brought you food, eat. And Jesus says, I have meat that you know none of. And they were like, hmm, did somebody bring him food while we were gone that we don't know? <laughs> and him knowing what they said, he, he says, my meat is to do the will of my Father and accomplish it and finish it. So when he asked the question to the disciples on the bank and he tells them, do you have any meat? He's really asking, are you out there doing the will of the Father and accomplishing in it? The disciples, you know, the amazing thing about this, they got honest. They just got honest and said, nope. Had no excuses. Then said, hey, nope, we haven't got nothing yet. But, to, you know, here in a few minutes, I think they're going to start biting. So, you know, just, you know, just give us a little bit of time. We'll, we'll catch, no, you know, they, didn't, they just went straight up flat and just said, nope. We would have said, hey, we got a boat. We got the net. Or some of us could say, hey, look, we have famous people on the boat. <laughs> hey, J John, John's here. And the rest of the disciples are here with. We, we got a, a group. It's, you know, sometimes we default to the people that we're running with. Or the place we're at. But see, this question is personal. He says, do you have any meat? Don't tell me what. And sometimes we just have to get honest and say, you know what? No, I don't. I don't have meat. I'm not doing the will of my father. I just know it. I'm just living normal. I'm just in this place of nor 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 just being normal. Just I know that God has called me to such more things, such a higher uh, uh, lifestyle 
but I'm settling for normal. That, they got honest. And, you know, we just sometimes just have to get honest of where we're at. And it just begins there to say, no, I'm not experiencing this life that I believe that he's called us to live. And just say, no, I'm, I'm not there. But then he speaks. And he says, throw the net on the right side. It baffles me that he, he just tells him, just, just grab the net from one side to the other. He didn't tell him to move locations. He didn't tell him to change the nets. He didn't tell him to wait for a front to come in. The bread and want pressure to drop. He didn't, he didn't tell him to, to change the people or change anything. Just what you have right now. Just hear what I'm saying. Sometimes when we want to experience supernatural, we begin to change everything. You know, we start shaking and moving and stuff like that. And we're, we're you know, that's what we want to. We think that through our, you know, trying to create a change, change happens. But when God's kingdom, things don't change when we shake and move. Things change when he shakes and moves. <laughs> when he speaks, things happen. He is the creator of all things, and when he speaks, he creates. See, the word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword that things happen when he speaks. And all we have to do is look for the agreement that when he's speaking, I can be releasing his word. You don't have to change the boat. You don't have to change your nets. You don't even have to change the people. You don't, it's, you don't have to get a new husband. You don't have to get a new wife. And when the children have lost their mind, hey, all you need is his word. Just get honest. Where are you at right now? Where are you at now, right now? And I just hear the Lord speaking right now, just saying, hey, do you have any meat? Do you have any meat? And then he goes on to say, so Jesus said to them, hey, children. You, uh, hey, children, uh, children, you do not have any fish, do you? And it's kind of like, right? Come on. It's like he knows, you know. They answered him, said no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you will find a catch. So they cast, and then they were not able to haul it because it was a great number of fish. Just as his word, the very thing that you're looking for, at his word, things happen. You'll never cause it to happen. When it's a God thing, you will never cause it to happen. It's when he says it. When he says, he delivers. 
He delivered. He will deliver. He is faithful to his word. And he knew just, just a little change. Instead of trying to do things your way, just do it under, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. And that will make all the difference of what you're going after. And so, as we go, we go, we keep going on, and then uh, uh, verse 7 says, Therefore, the disciples on who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his garments on, and you know the story, he jumps into the water. See, at one point, the very thing that he was going after, he caught, they caught this huge amount of fish that they were afraid that this was going to tip the boat. And then all of a sudden, the thing that he was going after, now he realizes it's just a blessing. But he realizes that Jesus is on the bank. So Jesus, I mean, so, so, so Jesus is on the bank. They're on the boat, caught everything that they wanted to. That in just a, a moment of time. But Peter says, forget this fish. I'm going after him. Because that's who I really want. And he jumps in the water and he goes after Jesus. Because it's not really, it's not the supernatural that we're going after. What we're going after is him. We're singing about it earlier today. And you know, as, as we're worshiping, I just, man, the worship was so good. I was just s- sitting there, and the Lord spoke these words to me and said, When you go in after the fish, you might get the fish. But if you come after me, after me he said, I'll bring, instead of you chasing the fish, the fish will chase you. But if you read, after Peter jumps in the water, he goes swimming to the, to the bank shore. And he's there, and he's, he gets to Jesus, and he's just in awe. And he just said, then the fish are coming behind him. That boatload of fish are coming right behind him. Now what he was going after, if he went after him, the fish came for him. And that's what Jesus was saying when he said, hey, you know, these signs and wonders shall follow you. These signs and wonders shall follow you when you go after him. Don't go after, the, we're not going after the supernatural. We don't, it's not, it's, we don't, it's just, that's just the, 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 the reaction of something. But really what we're going after him is him. And everything else will follow behind us. We keep our focus on him. And you know what? Now, they're on, they're, they're, they're on the bank with Jesus they have a boatload of fish, but on the, on, the, on the boat, there's raw fish. On the, on the shore, there is cooked fish. What's the difference between the raw fish and the cooked fish? Fire. 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 That is the difference between raw. You can have raw fish. I don't know about you. I don't like raw fish. But at his presence... At his presence, at his presence, there is fullness of joy. 
at his presence, the will of the Father is being made. And that's where everything is prepared to perfection. At his presence. And he's calling us from the bank shore. I feel this morning that I'm speaking to people that find themselves on a boat. That your plans have been dashed. Discouragement has crept up. Disappointment has been established. And what do we do? We go back to normal. Just living routinely. But I believe that today he's given us eyes to see him on the shore and hear him. Him saying, do you have any meat? Why don't we stand? Speaking to that person right now that, um, that feels that they find themselves in that boat. They went back, just went back. It's not, it's not wrong. It's, you didn't go back to sinning. You didn't go back to, you know, none, none of that. You just went back to normal. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you've been called for higher than that. To shake you out of that, 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 that routine of normalcy. To say, no, no, no. You were created to experience the fullness of his presence and of his joy and of his peace that surpasses all understanding. And I feel that this morning there's a breakthrough for that. So if you feel that you're, you're in that boat with just people, and um, that you're just doing life, Why don't you raise your hand right now, just in the action, just, just, you know, just saying, hey, I... right now. Or maybe you've, you feel like you're on the boat and you already caught the fish, but it's raw fish. It's just raw. It'll never satisfy you. There's more. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been blessed beyond your, 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 you can imagine. But still, that's not enough. There is more to experience in him. He's calling you in. He's calling you into his presence to experience the fullness of of all that he has for you on the bank, he's got cooked fish just the way you like it. He's got the bread. And most important, he's got the fire to burn everything in you that's disrupting that entrance or that communion, that intimacy, that unity, that oneness with him. 
So right now, every, every head bowed right now and every person that has their hand raised, I'm, I'm, you have to keep that hand raised. Say, Lord, this morning I, I, I feel that I'm in that place of normalcy. Just I've been caught up in this. But God, I hear your voice calling me this morning. And I hear that question just being just spoken over my life. They say, hey, do you, do you have any needs? Are you doing the will of my Father? Are you doing the will of our Father in heaven and accomplishing it? And it's nothing that we have to make happen. He's graced us with the power of the Holy Spirit. So right now, we welcome Holy Spirit into our hearts. And I make a declaration this morning, and I declare that normalcy has to go. Out with normal. In with the fire. Just say it. Out with the norm. In with the fire. Come. Fire the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now. You've been listening to a presentation from Heartland Church in Ankeny, Iowa. For more information about our ministry and its available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Thanks for listening.